Hey everyone, this is Rob Grun broadcasting once again from beautiful Toronto, Ontario, Canada. So I'm going to title this podcast, The Power of Meeting God in the Secret Place, or maybe just The Power of the Secret Place. Now I'm going to read this passage to you from Matthew 6, starting at verse 5 to 15. So Matthew 6, 5 to 15. And when you pray, do not, do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the street corners to be seen by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward in full. But when you pray, go into your room, close the door, and pray to your Father, who is unseen. Then your Father, who sees what is done in secret, will reward you. And when you pray, do not keep on babbling like pagans, for they think they will be heard because of their many words. Do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask him. This, then, is how you should pray. Our heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our debts, as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us for the, from the evil one. For if you forgive other people when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their sins, your heavenly Father will neither forgive your sins. Okay, but this, I want to focus on verse 5 to 8. Alright, verse 5 through 8 of Matthew 6. And when you pray... Do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the street corners to be seen by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received the reward in full. But when you pray, go into your room, close the door, and pray to your Father, who is unseen. Then your Father, who sees what is done in secret, will reward you. And when you pray, do not keep on babbling like the pagans, for they will be, for they think they will be heard because of their many words. Do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask Him. So yeah, do you see that in these uh, three verses from Matthew six, um, five through eight, Jesus is contrasting how the religious leaders um, do prayer compared to how he uh, instructs and exhorts us to be praying. You know, and I've heard people use this text too as um, as a means for um, disowning the fellowship of the brethren. In other words, people have used this text grossly out of context many a time for doing what I would call Lone Ranger Christianity. So they've they've taken this um, text out of context to mean that they should they don't have to meet with um, believers to fellowship because you know it says in this verse. Um, you know, go into your room, close the door, and pray to your father. But that's not the context of this, obviously. So I'm going to address this this, this issue right now because it's bugged me for a bit. So Jesus isn't saying don't don't fellowship with other believers because that's just grossly untrue and taken widely out of context. What he's saying is don't don't um, make your prayer life a public spectacle for all to see. Your prayer life. Um, your individual prayer life, you know, you're getting in the secret place with Jesus. It's just that between you and him. It's supposed to be done in secret, in your, in the secret place, so to speak, wherever that is in your in your house. So 
That could be your bedroom, could be, you know, wherever you can be individually alone, um, you know, unbothered. That's what it's about. It's not saying don't meet, don't fellowship with other believers. And I've, I've heard people, even a relative of mine has said that many years ago. But that's, but then you can't reconcile that with verses like Hebrews 10.25, which says, do not forsake the fellowship of the brethren, as some have gotten into the habit of doing. So please, people, use scripture in context. Because the Lord does not um, obviously approve whatsoever people taking scripture out of context. Read it in context, apply it in context, interpret it in context, so on and so forth. You get the gist. All right, so, but the power, the power of meeting God in the secret place, man. You know, um, in my live uh, feed, my pinned tweet, rather, in uh, my profile, you'll see it's I talk about the, um, the overcoming lifestyle, where I give three main points, practically, principally, and, and, and how to live the overcoming lifestyle, and they are simply getting in the Word, getting in worship, and getting in prayer. Now, all three um, interlap and connect with each other because they, yeah, just that, they connect with each other. When you're in the Word, you, like, you look at the Psalms, for example, you start reading the Psalms, it's very, very easy and simple to start just praising God because there's so much praise in the Psalms. But just throughout the canon of Scripture in general, there's just so much to praise God for. I don't know, just, you know, in script, but everything he's done is doing and continues to do. There's so much to worship and be thankful to God for and about, right? So with the word worship and in prayer, you know, First Thessalonians 5.17, where Paul, through the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, says, pray without ceasing. So, and then, so you're in the word, you're in this mode of worship, and then you just start praying to the Lord, man. You see, they all, like I said, connect with, in and with each other. It's powerful. But, you, man, I'm telling you, you want to live the overcoming lifestyle and i pray that if you're listening to this podcast you do or you and or you are you know and i know you've got to carve out time to meet with god in the secret place in our in our homes wherever they may that might be could be your you know your bedroom for me it's my bedroom i, I just i take time out every day just to meet with me and jesus one-on-one and I'm alone. I'm 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 not distracted. I'm I'm unbothered, and so on and so forth. So wherever that place is for you, that's where you need to carve out time to meet with Jesus one on one, every single day. You know, it, and it takes. I've said it. I've said it before, and I'll say it again. This takes self discipline. There's simply no way around that issue. So it takes. Maybe you'll have to get up an hour earlier or, and or stay up a little bit later. But I promise you, I promise you, it's worth it. This is how I started overcoming, man. That carve out time in the secret place to meet with God one-on-one. -on -one. And that's how I got victory and overcoming. And to stay overcome, man. Because listen, you gotta fight your flesh and the and the enemy every single day. He doesn't take a day off. Your flesh doesn't take a day off, which means you can't afford and I can't afford to take a day off when it comes to things in the spirit either. Okay? 
So you've got to get into word worship, word worship and prayer every single day of your life, carving out time to meet with God in the secret place, to do as Jesus instructs in this passage, to, to pray, when you pray, to go in your room, close the door and pray to your Father who is unseen, and your Father who sees what is done in secret, getting to meet with him in the secret place, will reward you. Then he goes on to say in verse 7 of Matthew 6, And when you pray, don't keep, do not keep on babbling like pagans, for they think they will be heard because of their many words. You know, so useless repetition, babbling, and all that stuff. Though, you know, we're, we're in, before the throne of a very intimate, personal, and powerful God, and we obviously need to keep that in mind. So, you know, these repetitious religious um, prayers of babbling in many words, they don't please or impress God whatsoever. Like, if you're in a relationship, you don't talk to your spouse or partner like that. At least I would hope you wouldn't. So why would you think it would be acceptable to talk to the God of the universe like that? Rhetorical. You can't, you shouldn't, and you sh yeah, absolutely should not. Okay, if you think this would be inappropriate and offensive to your partner, if you have one, it's absolutely offensive to the heart of God. Trust me on that. You have to speak to God. As a lover, he's, he loves you, man, but he's intimate with us. And you, you, if you want to meet with him, connect with him intimately, you got to do just that. Connect with him intimately. He's an intensely personal, intimate God, man. And he wants every part of us. Make no mistake about that. All right. So then verse 8 of Matthew 6. So do not be like them, the pagans that keep on babbling. And who think they will be heard because of the many words. Don't be like them. For your father knows what you need before you ask him. So, you know, there's, a, there's an understanding here that Jesus is getting at. An implication, if you will. That obviously God knows what we need before we ask him. He still obviously likes and doesn't mind being asked to, for us to, to ask, to pray to him to provide for our needs. But... You know, he hears us the first time. He doesn't need us to unnecessarily keep repeating what we've asked for or just go on this mantra of, you know, endless lists of requests, right? Like, don't treat God like, you know, a genie in, the, a, genie in a lampstand kind of thing, right? He's, he's not that way. He doesn't operate like that, okay? So don't treat him like one. Yeah, he, like, you know, he, he, he said he knows what you need before you ask him. You know, and then Jesus says later on in uh, this text, actually going to read this. This is from Matthew 6, a little further on. Do, do, do. All right, the Matthew 6, starting at 25. Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food and your body more than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or stow away in barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Can any one of you worrying by at a, at, by, at, by, sorry, can any one of you by worrying at a single hour to your life? That's a, an obviously rhetorical question. And he goes on to say, and why do you worry about clothes? See how the flowers of the field grow. They do not labor or spin, yet I tell you, not even Solomon in all of his splendor was dressed like one of these. 
If this is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow thrown into the fire, how much will he more how will he not much more clothe you, you of little faith? So do not worry, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? Again, listen to this. For the pagans run after all these things, and key here, your heavenly father knows that you need them. Ah, another key verse, Matthew six thirty three. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be given to you as well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. All right, so the, the connection here is that, you know, don't run after the things that you need. Trust your Jehovah Jireh that God provides to do just that. Provide for you, okay? So that's part of meeting God in secret place is trusting that God is who he claims to be. Jehovah Jireh, it's one of his names in the Bible, which means, again, the God who provides, okay? So trust in God, get intimately personal with God, lay your heart out for God. Don't hold anything back, man. God is intimately personal and he wants to connect with us in that way and on that level. And I'm serious, man. And I said before, I'll say again, intimacy with Christ activates fidelity. It's true. Your relationship, right? Because I've had a podcast earlier where I talked about intimacy activates fidelity. And of course, what I meant is like, if you think that being faithful to your partner is only if you're married, okay? If you're married and you think that being faithful to your partner is only, only concerns itself with not sleeping with someone of the opposite sex other than your spouse, you have no idea what faithfulness is all about. Because listen to this again, okay? Listen to me very clearly. If you are not trained in your mind to be faithful to your spouse, in other words, if you have a wandering eyes and lustful thoughts toward um, the opposite sex, towards members of the opposite sex other than your spouse, it's only a matter of time before your feet fall suit because it's the seeds of lust that lead to adultery just as it's the seeds of hate that lead to murder, okay? So we have to deal with the seeds, the roots. This is why it's so important to be captivated by Christ because being captivated in intimate relationship with Christ is what empowers us to be um, faithful in our thoughts and consequently our lives toward our partners if you're in a relationship. And if you're not, it still empowers you to be faithful, period. So train your mind to be faithful to Christ. And it will empower you to be faithful and victorious in life, okay? And that's another podcast I've had, if you want to listen to that one too. Victory in life starts in your thoughts. Okay, I'm kind of going down a bit of a rat job. Okay, going back to the main point here of uh, you know, the power of being captivated by Christ. So meeting God in the secret place, man, by prayer, right? Carving on a daily basis to, to be with him in word, worship, and prayer. Trusting he'll provide for you. He's He's Jehovah Jireh. He's the God who provides. Promise you. He, he promises, actually. That's one thing you can test him on. He provides. Be faithful. He's faithful, man. He is... 100% true to his word and he's intensely for us you know Jeremiah 29 11 right which says 
I know the plans I have for you. It's not so it's just a little, a little whisper. Listen to this. I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. Let me say that again. This is again, Jeremiah 29, 11. Very well-known verse in, in Scripture. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not harm you. Plans to give you hope in the future. This is the God that we connect with. The God who wants to intimately, intensely get to know us. He wants us to do the same thing. To get to know him. Just like you would a person. Just like you would, you know, get to spend time with him in a secret place. Get to know him like you would a part, your partner, right? Just share your, pour your heart out to him. Pour your thoughts out to him. There's nothing you cannot share with God. I promise you, nothing. He is he wants us to just lay it out all. He's that intimate, man. He's that intimate. To carve out time every day to be with the Lord in the secret place, in the word and in worship and in prayer. Promise you, you will not ever regret it. I love you all. Peace out, Brother Rob.